0: What is going on? <sighs> you know, the watching the Buffalo Bills can sometimes be <laughs> the most roller coasterers ride if that's a word if you want to call it thing ever. Um, as you guys know, the Buffalo Bills won their narrowly won their wild card game versus the Miami Dolphins, thirty four to thirty one. Had us all on edge our seats at some point. I would love to see what the ESPN probability meter was on that. Actually, may have to check that and see what it went, what it was. But we got to talk about that tonight. We got to talk about playoff gate being activated. Kyrie Elam coming up big, and most importantly now, prepping for Joe Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals coming to Highmark Stadium this weekend. I'm a co host in the building with me, James Mallory. James, what up to the people?
1: What's happening, man? Yeah, man. Listen, JT, I told you, man. What did I tell you Sunday? I'm coming on Tuesday. I'm talking that talk. I'm on my JT ish today, man. I'm we talking talk. that talk today. Let's yes. get
0: it. He is right. We are talking that talk tonight when we come right back. <laughs> We are back. Um, yeah, man, as we was talking, the Bills, uh, the advanced division around, uh, I would say with ease, but it was nothing easy about that win, and they damn sure didn't make it any easier for themselves, but, um, you know, I think we're going to have a couple maybe different takes tonight about how this, how you feel about adversity, how this happened, and what went down, but nonetheless, most importantly in the playoffs is the dub happened, right? The most important thing, man, and
1: I, um, it's very frustrating for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I try to stay off social media um, throughout the game oh, uh, you because you mm-hmm. the, the, some of the stuff that comes out of people's Twitter fingers or Facebook fingers is just straight preposterous. Mm-hmm. Like this is professional football;
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't go into every game. There's no perfect team. There's that 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 don't exist. No. Um. There's been one perfect team in NFL history, and they still have bad games they played, right? Absolutely. And some of the stuff that people just say, I mean, these guys are paid professional athletes. Did you think Miami, not you, JT, but just in general, mm-hmm. you think Miami was going to come to here and lay down and say, all right, it's the Bills, man. We don't got Tua. We don't got Teddy Bridgewater. They got us, you know, game over. You know, mm-hmm. we, we quit. No, these dudes coming here, they got pride. You know, they got family members watching, and they they love this game too. They they got some ballers over there, and the dudes came in and they competed. And one thing that, and not to get too carried away, man, is but the Bills are a resilient team, man. I don't think we've ever had a team like this who really can weather the storm as much as we have. Knock on wood. Um, you know that's the that's the DNA of a championship team where you can respond to adversity. A lot of teams will to fold in their, this situation, a la San Diego Chargers or Los Angeles Yeah,
0: yeah Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, like, we go back in the history of the Bills playoff run under Sean McDermott, right? Obviously, you had Jacksonville, first year. It was a complete flop that game, right? Then you go back, skip a year, you go to Houston. That was the game we should have had. We're inexperienced. We let them come back and take the win, right? Yep. then we go back, We fast forward we struggle with the Colts, we come back, we win that game a tough mutter game versus the Ravens key interception, we win that game we go to KC, we're not ready yet, we lose, right? Then you fast forward to the next year drop the Patriots in that rivalry com- completely, right? Yep then uh, who do we take on after the Patriots? I forgot we took on last year we, we took on the Chiefs we had, oh, we yeah, it. right. We didn't yep. make NCAA championship. Yep. Once again, another game. Tough game. We were resilient that one. Probably a game we should have won. We'd end up didn't. So every every which way we've been battle tested when it comes to playoff football. We've dropped people. We've had games where we should win. We have not. We've had games where we were resilient we came back. So this was indicative of that. But I had to take this. I, I, I have to... Uh, First, before I get too far into this show, right? Because out of respect for uh, uh, Mike McDaniel, I have, hats off to him, okay? I know he's been getting a lot of flack in the meeting. He gets a lot of flack from Bill's Mafia. I get it. He's an opposing coach of a rival team. But the fact that his team got down 17 to nothing with a third-string quarterback who's a rookie, mm-hmm. I will say that the Buffalo Bills did more damage to themselves than the Miami Jam, than the Miami Dolphins did to them, okay? Oh, yeah. But at the oh, end yeah. of the day, his team did not quit on him.
1: Not at all. Not at all, JT. Um, you're 100% right, man. not to cut you off. They didn't mm-hmm. quit
0: on him. Did not quit on him. And that's huge. And that's why I say, like, down the line, I think this guy's going to be a pretty good coach, okay? So, like I said, before we get too far in the show, I want to say that out of respect for the AFC East, out of respect for... Football itself, hats off to Sean Mc, um, sorry, Mike McDaniel. His team didn't quit on him. He brought his team to play, okay? They didn't make any excuses. But the Bills almost cost themselves this game. Absolutely. 110% they almost cost themselves this game. They were up 17 to nothing, and you had an opportunity to put this thing away. And at one point after Miami went down and kicked the field goal, and we threw the interception, And they kicked another field goal. I thought we should have took that ball in the half. Take the 11-point lead and take this ball in the half, okay? We didn't. We played with fire. We played with fire, and they got another field goal. And once again, kudos to this defense. I want to talk about this. I know we said we're going to talk that talk tonight. A lot of people talk about Leslie Frazier. -uh. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. There will be no Leslie Frazier slander, at all. And I'm and when I give you the, the drives tonight, why it can't be? I hope that you that you agree with me. Not, not necessarily you, but people agree with me that are talking about Leslie Frazier. Let's stop that. This is nonsense. Okay, the offense almost cost us this game. Yep, 110 percent. The offense will cost us this game. Um, the turnovers made it re- made the made the Miami Dolphins relevant. Period. And it made them rowdy and ready. It made them rowdy and ready, okay? You take that ball in the half, up 17-6. And we were getting the ball. No, we we didn't get the ball out to half. They got the ball out to half, correct? correct? Okay? Take that ball in half. Listen, at some point, we do have to hold Josh Allen accountable. And I've been saying this for weeks now. That ball he threw to John Brown was a very arrogant throw. And the reason I say that is because... You're throwing it to a guy who really wasn't even on the roster a couple of weeks ago. You just called up from the practice squad, and I know he's a veteran. But you're throwing it at Xavier Howard. Now, mind you, I'm not saying Xavier Howard is even still playing at the level that he has been playing at the last couple of years. Yeah. But you don't keep going to that well over and over again. And if you're going to go at that well, you damn sure don't go at that well with a 50-yard uh, bomb. um a, 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 trying to have John, Bra- John Brown make a play on the ball over one of the best ball-in-the-air cornerbacks in the league in Xavier Howard. You don't do that. No. That's not something you do, okay? So, you get the return. Mind you, Miami gets another field, another field goal out there. Hats off to the defense again. It just, it's just, I just think that this particular game, it showed how aggressive we are. And sometimes... We're like illogically, we're not logically gr- aggressive. It, it's honestly borderline stupidity. Mm-hmm. Once again, another game where we went right back being overly aggressive. We totally went away from the run, completely abandoned it, and you abandoned it with a double digit a double digit lead. That bothers me. And this is not on Ken Dorsey. Like I said, I know a lot of people are saying it's Ken Dorsey's play call. Listen. There's five wide receivers, or four wide receivers in the tight end, or four receivers in the running back, or three receivers on the running back in the tight end, okay? Just because there's one route on the boundary that's deep down the field, that does not mean he has to throw that ball. That probably means that there's someone sitting in the zone, there's someone checking down at the backfield, or there's someone crossing across the field that's maybe open or maybe a lot lower risk throw that he can make. And he continues, and I've been saying it forever, he continues not to take the check down. He continues not to take the crossing route. It's not until we get into crunch time and somehow a team has fought their way back into a game or we are down that at that point he then begins to take everything the defense gives him. If he was just to simply took everything that Miami gave us and honestly, if we attempted to establish a run game, with the 17 point lead, this game would have never gotten close. Yeah. And we're lucky that Miami had a third string quarterback because if this if the tables were turned like this and we played like this in the second half with a two in there, hell, maybe even a Teddy Bridgewater, we may be talking about what our offseason plans are tonight.
1: You are 100% right, JT.
0: So I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried going to this game. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I overall well, let's talk about this game. Overall, what did you think from the offense? Obviously, we came out firing, we came out clicking, and then we just hit a major rut.
1: So I look at it this way, mm-hmm. for the analytical people, okay. right? I'm not an analytics guy, but I got I got a little something for them. A team who turns the ball over three times, I'm looking at my phone here, teams that turn the ball over three times, you have a 12% chance of winning the football game. So for us, to go against that percentage mm-hmm. with a team that explosive, it speaks volumes of what we got on the scene. If we tell, if I would have told you before the game, JT, we will turn the ball over three times, one of them going back for a touchdown. And they have J Jalen Waddle, Tariq Hill on the opposite side of the field. Mm. What would you tell me about? I say, oh yeah, we're still gonna win the game. You probably would tell me to get drug tested. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Quick. <laughs> so that's one thing about this team. We found a way to win. All right. Um what I looked at the game is this. The Josh Allen fumble, a little mm-hmm. careless, but it happened. Yeah. Bang, bang, play. I don't have a problem with the John Brown deep ball mm-hmm. because that's what he do. He can run. So mm-hmm. you test it. Was it probably the smartest decision we want? Probably not. But if John Brown runs his route higher mm-hmm. in the way he were, where he's supposed to, probably a different out- outcome. Or he could have played defense on the ball. Um my brother, who's uh hopefully gonna be an NFL wide receiver last year, was at my house. We were watching mm-hmm. the together. First mm-hmm. thing he said is, Oh, that's on the receiver. The receiver mm-hmm. the, the receiver got to eat some of that blame too.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, so mm-hmm. and then the other one is just a bang bang play um with uh Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think the worst Cole Beasley
0: one, was not on him. That's that Cole gotta catch that ball. Yeah, do got let you that ball attack to the, the football. And I was talking about somebody on Facebook. They were like, Allen through the... now that's when he gets a pass from me on. You don't let that ball get to your pass. You catch it with your hands. You got to attack the
1: football. You right. Attack the football. And mm. so, out of the three turnovers we had, mm. I'm not, like, worried about any of those. It wasn't like a bonehead, like, nobody standing there, like, a Josh throwaway. He's supposed to throw it away. He's throwing it into the defensive mm. player arms. Mm. I'm okay. Um. So, I really don't have any problems with the turnovers. Um, I think he knew – I think he felt a little comfortable being aggressive, right? I think he'll probably have a different approach mentally in certain situations against the Bengals. And I don't think the Bengals secondary is as good as what we just seen, me personally. They're not. Um, They're yeah, not. I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. So, we go to that. And then what I'm really excited about is, you got Gabe Davis haters. Please mm-hmm. jump in the comments. Please jump in the comments.
0: I Gabe told you Davis I'm on my JT
1: ish today, man. Please, I, stand please. Up. yo, listen. The, the man, the man is a number two. If you say he's not a number two, that's that's ridiculous. He's a solid. He's a good number two. Um, he came through with 114 yards. Mm. Uh, uh, Stephon had 115.
0: Yeah, well yeah, I think uh yeah Stefan had one fourteen, Gabe had one thirteen, pretty close. One, I mean. Yeah, 114, mm-hmm. 113. Close sorry. enough. Right. Yeah. So and, Sha- and Shakir had three for fifty-one. And if you take the one the ball that he dropped, he's almost at a hundred as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um so you get that one. Then if Cole Beasley gives us anything over thirty-five yards, that totally breaks a defense back. If Shakir's gonna be our number three like he was. If Cole Beasley can give us thirty to forty yards, it's probably going to be a first down in a, in a a big situation. So, and,
0: and Beasley had two for thirty five. This game with a touchdown. So, yeah.
1: So he give us thirty to forty yards. Mm-hmm. We'll be a very difficult team to beat. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then we got Dawson Knox rolling. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of positives rolling. So if you the if you the Bengals coming in a beat up Bengals, right? Beat up Bengals, yeah. You Look at this bill's team like, okay, I, you know what? Somebody ain't gonna dare us to throw the ball, and I trust the way Devin or um Devin Bush or Devin Bush. Wow,
0: <laughs> Devin Singletary yeah. and James Cook running the ball. I mean, I like it. The know? only other thing I would have liked about the running game is when we got in the crunch time there, I think we were trying to push Cook out there and instead of Singletary, and, may, and maybe that's because he's had a couple of fumbles this year. Boy, end of the day like we you saw we had to switch Singleton and ride him at the end there yep i don't think that's a smart coach that says you don't put a rookie uh, as you and as you say it all the time a rookie that looks to bounce the ball outside in that situation
1: yeah yeah uh i don't think i still think cook i don't think he trusts his eyes enough yet and so, you not. Know, you know i just don't mm-hmm. think he, he, he trusts it because that's naturally he's a outside zone type of guy mm-hmm. um but I, I, I really liked, I was encouraged uh, by what I seen. And once again, natural returner. Natural returner. I what was it. I begging for for the last two years, JT? Natural, natural, natural returner.
0: Since, since the departure of Andre Roberts.
1: Yes, natural mm-hmm. returner. He has been a huge addition. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm encouraged about what we got. Um, I'll get to my bold predictions at the end, but I, I like it. I like what i seen. seen. Um, and I, I personally like close games to play. I would have been, I would have been afraid for this game if we blew them out. I would have been a little worried coming into this game. More, more worried coming into this game mm. if we'd have blew them out. Mm. Give us that close game. Give us that no Why, as a player, I'm getting in the lab. Yeah. You don't know, yo, we gotta fix this. If this, if you blowing somebody out, it's a little different, you know. But right. you, you have a close call. Like, yo, come on, y'all. Yo, we gotta. Season could have been over. Yeah, literally. Right. In front of our home fans, Super Bowl expectations. Yeah, that and you losing a wild card
0: that have yeah. been disastrous. Plus, a seventeen-point lead to a team with thirteen goals—we would never heard the end of that. No, this would have no. been this would have been disastrous.
1: Absolutely, it'd been one of the biggest fails in Bills' history outside the Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, I mean, this have been—they would have looked at this as one of the biggest failures in NFL history. Honestly, just because of the situation.
1: Did not get out the first round. Yeah, that would have been
0: bad. And with a third-string quarterback, that would yeah, been bad. Yeah, not second, third-string. Like, that would have been bad. And at that, I mean, when you really look at these numbers, and that's why I say, you know, people talk about uh, uh, Leslie Frazier. And, uh, you know, the Dolphins had 231 yards total offense this game. 189 passing, 49 rushing, 416 on th- or third down. If
1: anybody says it's Les- Leslie Frazier fault, that tells you a lot about their football knowledge, Period. We ain't even
0: got to get into it, JT. You know, like I said, we're gonna get we're gonna get into the defense uh, a, <laughs> a little later, but uh, I want to talk about uh, going into the offense. I want to talk about uh, playoff Gabe Davis. Okay, um, this is a guy that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And I broke down all the reasons why he's the number two receiver in this NFL. I think that he showed us what we were looking for. We got. Over five catches, we got the hundred yards and we got a touchdown. It's just something about this dude in the playoffs. Now, I had Mud Dog, uh, dig for some stats earlier for me and uh, look up Gabe Davis playoff stats. This is Gabe Davis playoff stats. As he coming to NFL. Twenty receptions, 440 yards receiving, six touchdowns, and 13.3 yards per target. Okay, he comes alive. All right. Now, mind you, I know Clayton was saying a lot in the group chat was about his ankle, and he looks healthy. And I do think that that hampered him probably from weeks two to probably about week seven or eight, I would say, it hampered him. But he's given us what we need right now. There's a guy that you can't leave him one on one coverage. You have to put you 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 should probably put a safety over the top. And I know there's a lot of questions. I know my man Roy Collins asked on YouTube. He said Gabe David edges about three catches per game. Should number two have more than that? I'd say a number two is either going to give you volume it catches or they're going to give you yardage. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of the two. Because if they gave you both, then they like James always says, they'd be a number one. That's a number one. <laughs> you're asking.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you describing a number one. Now, what I look for, I don't really look for the number of receptions because hey, mm. I'd me, I'm I'm a yards for catch guy. Okay. Um because I need the production when the ball's in your hand. I need you to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I get you about four times and you have a hundred yards, mm-hmm. okay. I don't need eight catches to get hundred yards. If you can give me four and a hundred, that's good. Okay. I'm good with that. The catch that's overrated. The that amount of catches is what you do with the catches, right? Mm-hmm. So, in regards to Gabe, the average what eighteen yards a catch? Yeah, dude. Like that's kind of ridiculous. Eighteen yards a catch, is big, you know. So, give me the yards all day. Um, the amount of you can have one. So, wonder if he had had nine catches for fifty-eight yards. Right.
0: Then the, the nine catches is for what? Like, give me the yards. Like, give me the. Give me the production. But we know he. It's gonna be. It's always gonna be. It's always gonna be um, hard for Gabe to get the volume of catches that people may want to look for, the simple fact that the Bills don't use him inside. Well, that's and then we have more. If we, it would be
1: different if our team was handicapped with weapons. I mean, right. we're not. So if it, we wheels we had to rely on him. Mm. You don't forget, you got a fifty million dollars tight end. People just ignore that. Like, if I would be more concerned if it was like a situation where we didn't have a good tight end and Gabe wasn't um, producing as much as what people say or the number one numbers are. That's a little different. We throw the ball as much as we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we do throw the ball 50 times. But when you got a tight end, then you got Quentin Morris, you sprinkle him in there a little bit. Then the running backs catch the ball. Um, So, I mean, it's a lot going on, which is a great thing, and that's why it's hard to defend the Bills. So, and I'm just thinking about it. If you are the Bengals sitting there right now, what do you do to stop the Bills, right? First thing Mm -hmm. you want to do, okay, we're going to bracket Gabe or uh, Stephon Diggs. Well, guess what? Gabe Davis can give you 150. okay. Would you so you going too high? You going too high, man? Under okay, let's do that. Now you got to mismatch with this athletic six foot five tight end we have.
0: Right.
1: Okay. Now now we you want to do this? Okay. Now let's let's get James Cook, who we know is a weapon coming out the backfield. He may have not shown it catching the ball. Put I dare him. I dare them to put Logan Wilson. Listen, Logan Wilson. Mm. I dare them to put him on James Cook coming out the backfield. That that that's a criminal charge. It's going to be a touchdown. That's a criminal charge. <laughs> He's going to do be. him bad. That's abuse. Right. That's abuse. So if you're thinking about that, you know, a lot A lot of Bills fans are actually really, really spoiled. You know, because we have multiple guys that can produce. Um So when you think about it on that aspect, there's a lot of things going on that you got to think about for your are a defensive coordinator. Right, right,
0: right. I mean, it's like I said, Miami – as you saw with Josh Borg I do in Miami, it was he pretty pretty much tried to send an all out blitz two out of four plays. If the Bills had an eight play drive, he was sending an all out blitz and felt like four plays out of eight.
1: Yep. They they played like they had nothing to lose. And those are that's why I didn't want Jacksonville to come here. That's why. That they got nothing to lose. Gonna come, they're going to go into Kansas City with nothing to the feeling of nothing to lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they just going to ball. They're gonna ball. The pressure was on uh Los Angeles, the Chargers. Right. Everybody
0: you know what I mean? So Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just uh like I said, it, I it, the performance I gave, Davis is encouraging. And like I said, if you're gonna get this performance from Gabe, and uh who who said uh who said uh one of my men said uh my house here, uh he said More quick screen short don'ts, Beasley, Cook, Heinzing. I I would love to see that. Um, uh, Torch Robinson also says when they're going to use the screen game with Cook. I agree with that. The screen, and a lot of people don't get this. The screen game is a lot like the option
1: game. Okay. When I was in college, we weren't a lot of options, right? Mm -hmm. You have to drill that every day. Yeah, like get it right, like we had an option period where 15 minutes straight, 10 to 15 minutes, we are running the option, running the mm. option, like literally drill it, drill it, drill it. The screen mm. game is the same. You can't just say, okay, we're going to run the screen here. We're going to run mm. two, two of the linemen out and throw the screen. It doesn't work that way. Because of the timing? Yeah, it's timing. You mm. know, the, the, the alignment running out there, they got to understand what's happening, what's going on. You got these big guys running out in open space, you know, you realize what they're setting up, just the time and everything going on with it. If you don't run the screen the right way, that, that thing can get picked off and taken the other way
0: really freaking quick. So people just throw that out there. We are not a screen team. We just not. Why do you, you know? think we're why do you think we're not? Because like I said, I've been saying it all year too, because you've seen more teams come with this blitz and it Miami wasn't the first team to really run like run at us like this. You know what I mean? And I just wonder why why haven't we why haven't we implemented that? I know Anthony First, I know a bunch of us have, have all said it. Well, why not implement it? Why not put those periods in to make sure, hey, put this in? Because we try to wide receiver screen and our wide receiver scenes, I, I think we I think we may run the worst wide receiver screens in the NFL. Because you gotta look, look at your personnel. Okay.
1: So if you look at your personnel, mm. do we have the personnel to be a screen team? I and
0: think I would say I would say yes. I would say yes, and the so reason the, who's the a reason, screen guy on our team? Nine Hines. Now, I think Devin Singletary could be a screen guy as well. I don't think Cook is ready. Like I, I know that a lot of people want Cook to do that. I think this year, in particular, he struggled in the pass game though. So I wouldn't put that on this on him. But I think, I think with Singletary, and I think with uh, with uh, Nine I think we could be one. I, I think that this screen game, and I think the reason we don't run screen. I honestly, James, I've been saying this. I think it has something to do with Josh. It could, it very well could. But I don't think we have screen guys on our team. Well, we
1: have a couple. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a screen team, like I'm gonna throw Miami out there, dude, they are screen. They got dudes that those screens too. Like they have dudes. Mm-hmm. They're a screen team. Our team isn't made up like that. Now, why? Now, if we still had Tavon Austin on, we don't got many guys who just wiggle. How many? Oh, oh are
0: you talking about wide receiver screen? Or are you talking about running back screen? because
1: you, you, they both, they both want the same. When you, when you okay. work them, you work in both running back and wide receiver screen, screen. So you got to be able to have both of them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about that. So you got to be a screen team. Mm-hmm. And Tavon Austin would have been the only person on that roster with wiggle. We don't have receivers that's going. They get an open sp- field. They just going to break somebody down like a double barrel shotgun. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. That don't mean we don't have guys that's athletic and fast. We don't have the wiggle type we don't have that. Think about somebody that you you see him in the open field, they're gonna shake the hell out of somebody. Mm. We don't have that type of guy. And even with McKenzie, he's a speed dude. Like even when he get those he get those jet sweeps, he just runs straight. When he try to stop he's straight line. Yeah. Yeah, and when he try to stop and redirect, it usually don't turn out too good. So (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So when you kinda look at things, we don't I don't think we're screen could we be, yeah. But when you know, when we, they look at their personnel, it's like there's so many other things we could do well. I don't think we just we just not a screen team in my All opinion. Right,
0: so 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 real, realistically thinking here, right? Realistically, how much practice time does it take to implement at least one screen pass? I'm just I'm talking well, I'm talking just one into a game plan. Like if we wanted to have a screen to Devin Singletary or Naeem Hines just this week. How long would it take us to implement one run pass? Run they the next they can do
1: that. I think they can do that like now. You know what I mean? They, okay. That's not a problem. Um, but it's just I'll look at it from a different level. I'll look at it from the time that it takes to commit to be good at it. Because if mm-hmm. you don't put that time in, the proper time in, right, mm-hmm. I'm saying a 10-minute period a day designated the screens, mm-hmm. it could turn into a calm show really quick. Like the one of the easiest plays
0: can turn real bad real bad. and you're talking injuries you're talking turnovers you're talking everything
1: like literally a d a defense alignment oh man i read that jump it it's gone okay
0: i i i get it you know what i mean like i said the receiver screens I, I just don't think anything like behind the line of scrimmage or down the line of scrimmage josh just seems to i'm not and i'm gonna be right this is not me being highly critical extra critical jobs but anything that's like a pass like straight down the line of scrimmage he's always seemed to struggle with yeah let's be honest that's that's when he's always struggled with that particular pass and that's why i say i wonder if that has something to do but i tell you what when you got someone like a trey hendrickson and uh sam hubbard coming to this game athletic if they are this would be this would probably be the type of game that you may want to try the implement one. That's all I'm saying. If anything, the the, the running
1: back will, that they run with highs. Mm-hmm. That's more than likely you'll see that more than you would a
0: screen because and that's that's the strength we will have with James Cook and him. That's the strength they will have. They tried one versus Miami. I forgot someone picked it up. It was a linebacker picked it up though. I think it was. Van- I feel seen like. It. I feel like it was is Van Ginkle picked it up. Maybe it was it was in, it was in the third or fourth quarter he didn't throw it. No, he didn't throw it because the linebacker did a hell of a job of picking it yeah. up. So he did try to implement that. I did see that.
1: If anything, I think we, that type of, we could throw those.
0: Yeah. I, I, Alex, I would love to see a screen pass. I mean, I know uh torch asks, Is, uh, is that because Dorsey hasn't adopted, adopted that into the office? I, I think like it probably is, but I, I, I tend to feel that Josh has like 80% input on this offense. So, if Josh doesn't like screen passes, he doesn't feel comfortable with them. And I'm not saying he doesn't. Then that's probably the main reason why we haven't put it in. Because if Josh said, hey, let's get some screen passes in here, or he thinks it's a good idea, they would implement it. Do I personally think it's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. Because it's going to slow some of these pass rushes down. Um, Someone just put a stat in there that was, cr- it was crazy. I know I had been asking about how much. Oh my, our guy, Roy Collins, he puts... Uh, I believe heard that the Miami play covers zero fifty two percent of their plays. That seems like a lot. It is a lot. Well, like, they
1: pay, that's why they paid them guys on that back end. That's the that's how they're built. Mm-hmm. They they those guys are those guys aren't built to be in cover two and cover three. They mm-hmm. those guys are all man dudes. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that team is. Xavier, how you ain't paid you ain't paying that man money to sit back and backpedal on cover three and read cover three picking. up. No, they are zone cats. So they like, mm. you know what? We going here, and we're doing what we what y'all, we paid y'all to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, Doug says he's been waiting on that wheel route with Cook. Like I said, they didn't run it with Cook, but they did run it with Hines. I saw that play. Um, they, the Dolphins did a good job of picking it up. They so. threw it to Cook earlier in the midseason. They
1: threw Cook that wheel route in the end zone.
0: Oh, they did. You're right. Yeah, they did. Mike Boger says, I think draws are also needed. Um McGregor Roy Collins says, where did the jet sweeps go? Should they use them more? I think, I mean, jet, I think Cole Beasley's, I mean, not, Jesus, not Cole. We don't run no jet sweep to Cole Beasley. Uh, yeah. Isaiah McKenzie's probably the only one that has the jet sweep. Oh, and Naeem Hines. We did try some with Naeem Hines. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I would love to see Hines more in the game, but we use him so little in the offense that it's almost like when he comes in the game, the defense is keying in on him.
1: Absolutely. You'll see more of him next year.
0: Yeah, but I want to. But moving on because we, we we getting way off uh topic here. Um, obviously we were talking about playoff game, and I, I think that this is encouraging. And uh, I think this is not surprising at all. I think he's just solidifying himself and setting himself up to get paid next. I do still think he's gonna get paid in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's gonna have a lot to do with that. And uh, I mean, any final thoughts on Gabe Davis?
1: I would love. To, I, I kind of differ. I would love to keep him. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I you think, think he's I, replaceable. I, no, I think it'd be very. I think Bills fans would be the same thing when they when people was complaining and talking mm-hmm. trash about Robert Woods, and then when he left, they were looking super stupid when he yeah. went balling to LA. it would be the same thing, but I think he would produce.
0: He produce more depending I, I, on where I, depending on where he goes. Yeah,
1: depending on it where matters. He, it matters. Um, I think I don't think we we're, we're gonna be able to afford him because I think somebody would give him twenty million
0: on the open market. I think that it won't surprise me. The receiving market is inflated like hell right now, so it it wouldn't be as much of a surprise.
1: Yeah, I think somebody will give me twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, Roy Collins. They think Gay will go over 100 yards again this week. I, I believe so too. I believe so too. Um, I'm, I'm right right along with you there. It's going
1: to be very difficult for them to stop our pass game, man.
0: Yeah. Well, look at it. Shooter. I mean, dude, Baltimore had success throwing the ball on them dudes. Mm-hmm. They didn't throw a lot. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Isaiah Hodges battling there in uh, New York, man. Definitely. What, did I, what, did, what did I say? Did you I say you, 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 said, you said you said Isaiah Hodges was gonna be a, a dog, and I, 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 I and, and, and I the roster, and I I agree with you. I agree with you. I just I just felt like even if he's on this team now, I just don't think the spot was there for him. And so the reason what I said I tell you who they should keep him over, it was a McKenzie, right? Yes. But I told you that they weren't going to keep on McKenzie because Mc- the, the certain things they run to McKenzie they have just McKenzie run. But I told you that the roster spot was coming down. It wasn't between Isaiah Hodges and McKenzie. It was between Hodges and kumaro Yeah. And they had a chance to keep Hodges on this roster. He was active. Uh, he was uh, active for three. He was active for three games. They put him on the active roster, mm-hmm. and so then they, they, they tried to him stash go. him back on the practice squad one time. And the Giants are waiting. I think one game he had four catches of 46 yards before he got before he got claimed. So, I mean, I told you I I I'm surprised he even made it that long on the practice squad personally. And I had the receipt that I said a team like New York was gonna gap him. So, I mean it, it shout out to him, man. I'm I'm happy for the dude. Um Mark Boger said, Hey, Zay try to be a good receiver. Yes, he yeah, he has it. Mookie says screw Dorsey. <laughs> Uh, Cody Well says, thank you, Christian Kirk, for that. Yes, that's for the inflated receiver market. And you can thank Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins as hey, well. Hey, Christian Kirk came through last week though. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um Then they let Kumoro go today. Did they let Kumoro go today? It may have. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, oh, I didn't he, see that. He was on IR. I I didn't have an anything, anything. Work was there, a little there. crazy for me today, so I'm behind I'm on mean, any football. Crazy for me too. Thing. I'm I am behind. So if you guys got some facts and stats, put them on in there. Um but moving on. Kyrie, Kyrie, man, this is a guy that uh, came up pretty damn big, bro, in a key situation. Um, that interception may have saved the Bills game and and honestly, ultimately, the Bills season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, his athleticism showed. We played a team that he could get up on the line, punt somebody in the face of the line of scrimmage, and just use the athleticism where he used to in Florida. And it fit the bill. Now, mind you, I want you guys to understand that in this game, just between Tyreek Hill and uh, and Jalen Waddle, they only had Tyreek Hill went seven for sixty nine, and Jalen Waddle had three for forty four. Obviously, Waddle dropped a couple balls out after this game, but still, he came through big. So, what do you do with Kyrie Elam this week? Is he starting? Or are you putting him back on the bench Are you doing his rotation. What are we doing with Kyir Elam this week? He's starting to get Ooh. it. He's starting to get it. This is the tough one for me. Um because
1: me, this is how I would do it. Okay. I'm starting to, if if Dane is healthy. Obviously mm-hmm. left the game with injury. If Dane is healthy, I'm starting Dane, okay. Higher Elam is coming in immediately. 'Cause that veteran, you know, you need that veteran in there to it's gonna things gonna be flying. Mm. Um and you need that veteran to kinda come in there and then hand it off to the the rookie come in. And I I uh I'm I'm making uh Benford active. You want physical corners this game. And both Benford is very interesting because Benford and Kyer Elam they drafted our very physical corners. They man like they could play some man defense. So mm. I think that's gonna be neat. Well, my brother Rell was like, listen. Kyrie Elam all day um, should start because when you got those bigger physical receivers and he's a bigger corner that can freaking flat out run, <laughs> you can, you can, you gonna need that. You know, they got big, they have big receivers, man.
0: Yeah. You know, I, if it's me, I'm playing them. I'm starting them. I'm starting them now. And, and I'm putting them on side of the field. I'm like, listen, do you, um, but you have to worry about him in zone, but I, I think this kid's confidence is soaring. Every time we, we see him on the field lately, he's making a play. Somehow, he's finding a football. And as we saw in that game, especially in playoff football, one turnover can change, can, can pretty much change a whole game. Yeah. With just one. And this game going against Cincinnati, this may be one of those games. We don't know if this thing will go back and forth. We don't know if uh uh struggling the cuz they struggled last week versus Baltimore, okay? Let's be honest with you guy. Baltimore was one bad QB sneak call from beating them. So, I'll say this. You can always bring Dane Jackson back into the game if Kyrie is, is struggling. But when I'm looking at when when I'm when I'm looking at T Higgins, when I'm looking at Jamar Chase, and I don't even think neither one of those guys is going to be the X Factor this weekend. We'll talk about that. I think X Factor is actually going to be Tyler Boyd. That's who I think is going to be X Factor. Okay? When you're looking at them, they're built off of, outside of Jamar Chase, he's just a dog, okay? He got the heart of a lion. But when you look at Teague, he's built off of athleticism. Dane Jackson has struggled at times this year with guys who are more athletically inclined. That's yeah. not a knock on Dane. He's just not a four-three guy. He's not a four-four guy. That's not his skill set. Okay, he does everything else well bes- besides being athletically inclined. Kyrie is, is is athletically inclined, and with them having three out of five office linemen injured, and we don't know if any of those guys are going to suit up this week.
1: Yeah, Jonah Williams, he got the dislocated kneecap,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then the guard was in Kappa. Kappa the angle. They all week to week,
0: right? With those guys being injured, I'm putting my best athletes on the field this game. Because I'm going to assume we're giving you, and pray to God, we're giving you four seconds to throw this, three to three seconds to throw this, get rid of this football. I need my best athletes out there. And I need these guys who are, like you said, Benford and Elam who are bigger corners, longer corners. It's going to make those catches that much tougher. So I don't know, I mean, I I, I would start the kid personally. Like yeah, I said I we just,
1: brought him I in for a reason go the vet and I, I don't ever want to take away
0: mm-hmm. what
1: Dane has done for us and that experience is going to be needed in a game like this. That's my my opinion.
0: Um and so I'm not mad to go, to So you start on. so you're going to you going rotation. Yes. So you're not changing what we've been doing in general. Like just cuz that's really what they've been doing the last 5 6 weeks, it's been rotating.
1: It's just it'll be a shorter leash uh he will be coming sooner. That's off.
0: Okay. Um, Cindy says is Dane injured? I think he's fine. I mean, I he I think he had a little tweak, but I think he was fine. I just think Elon he didn't finished. come back though. He did. He did come back. Yeah, he, did. he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he came back. Did he? He did finish out. Mookie said he asked uh, McDermott and Frazier. He said they'll see. So. Okay. That's gonna be interesting. Thanks, man. That. Be something to watch for. We appreciate that uh, input, Boo. Um. You know, Miss Meleno blitzed every play. We are most effective teams when this happens. I think that honestly, you know, we went to, uh, and then we're going to get to this Bengals game. We end up having to go to a more aggressive um, scheme, and this is why I say anybody that's down on Leslie Frazier after this game, I mean, you got something wrong with you. He actually had to change schemes to help this offense out. Okay, I, I want to give you Miami starting positions on the, on their their points here. Uh, let me go back here. Uh so Miami got a field goal. They're starting. They kicked actually he kicked that one out of bounds. So Miami started on their own 40. Okay. That was the first field goal. 17-3. Then you get the uh I believe it was the interception. And Xavier Howard, not only did he get the interception of three, but the Bills allowed him to running back 49 yards. To their own 48, which was I thought was a, la- a whole lack of effort by the offense to uh, get him down. So that was another field goal. And then Miami gets the ball again, and this time I believe they started on the their 48-yard line. Okay, so just those three positions, any any of those possessions could have been a touchdown, but the Bills held them to three three points off each. Okay. There was 18 points off turnovers in this game. Miami had 31. What else do you want from this defense?
1: <laughs> yeah, they think they're not only, mad. Man.
0: Not only did we give them, not only did we give them the ball, but we gave them the ball on our side of the field. And we're gonna sit here and talk about Leslie Frazier? You're that's a joke, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for Leslie Frazier. None of you people mo- – nobody be watching this show tonight. Very few people because we would all be upset and embarrassed. Give him his flowers, man.
1: I'm just hoping nobody steal him as a head coach. I'm selfishly. I don't, I don't think we
0: will. I, he I, I deserves think- it, so he deserves it. but He does deserve another shot, but a lot of NFL insiders are saying that he's not, he's not really – Man, he's giving happen. these Muppet babies jobs, man, and not this dude, man. Oh. Anybody trying to find that next Sean McVay, man? That, that's really what it is. Let's be real with it. Yeah. Okay? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Roy Collins says, Miami office at one drive over 40 yards. I believe that's correct. Like, I mean, give the man his flyer. What else do you want from him? People talking about this been but don't break defense. and Yeah, this has been our defense for the last three years. And, and it this worked. defense has also been the top five, top two, top three. The last five years, and oh, you know what? And, I, and I'm going to take it a step further. All these players we have, he has found the way to use their skill sets properly. Absolutely. And God, let's not talk about the development of Tremaine Evans.
1: I couldn't talk tell about you... that because I'm scared his price tag go up every single day. Yeah,
0: as Mookie says, he's also doing this with no Von Miller, no Mike Hyde. And Jordan Poyer's not 100%. Trey White's not fully back to speed. He looked the best he looks since he came back this game, though. No. But he's not back to full speed yet, to where he was. What else do you want from him? Come on, man. Give, give Coach Les his, his flowers, man. He, he deserves them. He deserves them. Um, I think people are still stuck on a couple years ago when Sean McDermott took the play calling for a game. Or half, or whatever it was. Let it go. Remember, you mind you. This is not Coach Frazier's natural defense. This is Sean McDermott's natural defense. It is. Coach it Frazier is. has adapted to his defense. So I'm just, just saying, man. It means flowers, bro. Um, but let's talk about this Bengals game, man. Obviously, this is going to be this is going to be interesting matchup. I said a couple weeks ago before, obviously. The week uh, 17 matchup, and then obviously, tragedy happened. We didn't get this, we only got to see almost pretty much a quarter of it, right? Yep. This is an interesting matchup because this matchup we ain't seen before. We've seen Lamar, we've seen Derrick Henry, we've seen Pat Mahomes multiple times, we've seen different matchups. We've seen the Dolphins this year multiple times, three times, okay? We haven't seen the Bengals, we have not seen Joe Burrow. And that's, that's the main reason that Monday night game was so hyped up. It's not just the positioning. It was, this is just a rare matchup. It's different. Yeah. What are you thinking going into this? Because, like I said, I'm feeling more confident going into the divisional round than I was going into that Week 17 matchup.
1: I'm I'm, I'm feeling very
0: confident. Because um, one thing they did without even knowing,
1: they exposed their hand on how they would want to attack us. Uh, that's one thing they did do in that game. We know how they will plan to attack us. We know that. Um, and you know it by being able to um hands-on train so to say. Um, so I'm excited about that opportunity. I just think we're gonna be flowing. Um, so I, I just feel good about it, you know. So we the pressure is 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 on them, in my opinion. I really feel the pressure is on them. Uh they're the defending the AFC champions. Uh, to get bounced in the p- divisional round would be um, upsetting for them, you know. That's disappointing, yeah. It, it would. So they're expecting to get back. And then I just think – I think it's – I told you this, JT, off the record. We've taught, had a lot of conversations on the phone. Mm. And we've said things that came to pass. <laughs> I got a funny feeling. I told you all before. I think Micah Hyde is coming back. You did. You did. And I think Demar Hamlin. It was strategic in regards to when they would have him come back to the stadium. I think he'll be there this Sunday, and that guy's going to be off the chain. I had to throw my pen down on that one, JT. Throw
0: the pen down. All right. So I agree with you on all that, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I actually I disagree with you originally when you said, "Mike, right, we talked about." It. I'm like, ah, nah, that's not a chance. But looking like you're going to be right on that. If the Bills won't make it to AFC Championship game, which I I still think is going to be Super Bowl if they make it that he's going to come back um i know he won't be i I know he won't be for this game but i think that that practice window is open for at earliest afc championship game at earliest if not afc championship game we make it to super bowl Micah high gonna be suited up you better believe he's gonna be suited up and be out there um i would love to see demar hamlin do it at this game like i know a lot of people were. i was talking to people on social media this week and they were saying that um that they wanted him, they thought DeMar should be at this game, and I said, "No, it's not gonna be this one. It's gonna be that divisional round game, and uh, it'll be it'll be a great sight to see." Because honestly, we didn't even do a show after this happened, so this is our first time on air since everything had happened. To be honest yeah. with you, it would be such a great sight to see. And me, you know, if you guys don't know, obviously a couple of years ago, I had open heart surgery, so it's it's the re- the recovery from you know that it, it's very similar so for your first couple of weeks you're really winded you know what I mean so that's why you know he was doing things he's probably doing things in, in spurts you know what I mean but still you still have a lot of rest he should be up to speed enough to be able to be at the game and do it but then again we also don't know what the doctors are saying about keeping his heart rate because not only it'll be a rush for fans but it'll be a rush for him as well okay so it'd be a great sight to see though but we'll see and actually, I agree with what Kyle was saying. I want to see Hamlin give t Huggins a hug, hug at midfield. That would be great. Yep. That would be great. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, football This is what, football is really about unity at the end of the day. Like, they grind, they fight, and we saw, you know, Christian Wilkins and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it, it's a fraternity. And it's very, And it's a very rare fraternity that you have been a part of. Yeah. So, you know. No, but I I mean, I think that this is a matchup of um, I think that the Bengals defense may end up being overly aggressive. I thought that Monday night game that they came out, they were taken to the Bills physically at the beginning of the game. I don't know if they were going to be able to sustain that because when you use that much energy at the beginning of the game, it is hard to sustain.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think they're going to come out as used up as they were for that game. I also believe that down the stretch, this may possibly be the worst secondary out of all the secondaries in the NFL left in the NFL playoffs right now. I like Jesse Bates. I think Jesse Bates is solid, but Jesse Bates is more of an in the box safety in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he he, he more tackler. Yeah.
0: Um in the box safeties don't work against the Buffalo Bills. He doesn't he does he does he does not that does not work against the Buffalo Bills. We trust the field too much. Um, Logan Wilson is Logan Wilson is a solid though. Okay, Logan Wilson is solid. Sam Hubbard, Sam Harper is solid too. Um Trey Henderson, I think that's that's the guy. I would love to see them moving that tight end over to his side, running backs. You have to chip him. But this guy is constant energy. He doesn't stop. He's like energized, but he keeps going and going and going. But I think you gotta bring it to him. That's one guy. That at the beginning of this game, I don't care if you have to chip Dawson Knox, I don't care if you have to chip Reggie Gilliam, but this is a guy you have to punch him in his mouth over and over and over again. At the beginning of that game. The second part of that is you saw how much the Ravens were able to move the ball without a passing game against the Bengals offense. They knew what was coming and still couldn't stop it. Yeah. This is like I said, they don't have the most physical guys on that defense. They're kind of light, to be honest with you. Outside of DJ Reader and BJ Hill, they're kind of light. And honestly, when you put a guy like DJ Reader and a guy like BJ BJ Hill, who are traditional run stuffers, in my opinion, that makes Josh Allen that much more dangerous. Yeah. It's a lot different when you have an athlete like Christian Wilkins inside that can kind of help track him down.
1: That dude is a baller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Going from Christian Wilkins to BJ Reader and DJ Hill. I mean BJ Hill and DJ Reader, that's a big difference. Those guys ain't catching Josh. There's not a chance. They, they might just stop running. Yeah. Yeah, pull a damn hand me trying to catch him. <laughs> and, I, and that's not me talking about him. You know what I mean? But that's just me being me being realistic.
1: They're a okay? different type of style.
0: Yeah, it's a different type of stuff. That's like us putting um Daquan Jones and maybe Tim settle on the kill all game and wanting them to catch like Lamar Jackson or something. Yeah. That's what Ed Oliver's here for. They don't have an Ed Oliver. You right? The other aspect of it is listen, with their with those three offensive linemen, if those three offensive linemen don't play, that works into Buffalo favor. Obviously because obviously they're not three starters, but what I mean by it is is Joe Burrow is not he's not he's not a scrambling quarterback. He struggles with collapsing pockets, and he struggles with pressure up the A-gap.
1: He need time.
0: Right. This is not a guy that's going to break the pocket and going to kill us for 20 and 30 yards over and over and over again. It's not going to happen. Yep. This is a game where A.J. Epinesa specifically needs to show up. And the reason I say that, because out of him, Rousseau, and Boogie Basham, he has the best bull rush out of those other guys.
1: And that left tackle was getting,
0: oof. Yes. It was going to work on him when Jonah Williams or not. Exactly. My point is, listen, we don't necessarily need the sacks. We just need to collapse the pocket and make him feel that pressure. Yep. That's going to force turnovers. That's going to force Aaron throws. I don't think their defense can stop the Bills. They didn't stop them one, and the the two, the one drive we had, they didn't stop them. It was if it wasn't for just a a, a missed timing for Cole Beasley, that game would have been a tie a game. Would have been two t- each team would score a touchdown. They didn't stop us. I mean, give give me your takes, man. I, I mean, I'm going on and on, but I want to hear what you got to say about this.
1: I I think I think the Bills I think the Bills might to mix it up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to have to give them a dose of the running game because, dude, they – watch. When it's third down, those linebackers are going to flip their freaking hips and they're getting out of there to get back and make sure that we can't pass the ball. them. Mm. So I think we're going to have to mix it up. Devin Singletary is going to have to give us at least 60 yards for us to win, in my opinion. Um, You know, just just be us. I don't want them to do anything that we haven't done all year. Be – us, the best version of ourselves. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Do what we do. Create a couple turnovers. We win the game. Move on to the next round. That's 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 it's that simple. Protect the football. Obviously, win the turnover battle. We can't turn the ball over like we did before. So we be eye. Right.
0: No, and like I said, if we don't turn the ball over versus Miami, that game's over at halftime. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I don't know. Like I said, this is, this is an interesting matchup. And I, as Marcy uh, Bollock says, it's playing, play clean football. Yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty much boils down to it. Yep. Play clean and we can win. This is, this is a very winnable football game. Like, this is the great part about the, the AFC, right? The Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals have all had their ups and downs this season. Now, mind you, all those downs haven't revealed it in losses at times. But not one of those three teams have been completely dominating all year. Not one of them, not including the Bengals and like I said, including the Chiefs. The records are not necessarily indicative of that, but they have not all been dominating. Yeah. Right? Out of those teams left, I'd say that Buffalo is probably still the most talented. Yeah. Even with you, the injuries. you know what those three teams got in common.
1: What is that? They find a way to win. That's simple. Yeah. That's simple.
0: Yeah. I mean, reality, there's only really, in my opinion, there's only really been one dominant team in the league this year and that's been Philadelphia. Yeah. Philly has been dominant pretty much from front to end outside of the Jalen Hurst injury. Yeah. And honestly, out of all the teams left in the NFL playoffs, in NFC included, that is the only team that scares me. That is the only team that I see as a possibly a bad matchup. The rest, I'm looking like we should beat them. I don't care if it's San Francisco. I don't care if it's Dallas. I don't care if it's Cincinnati, Kansas City, Jacksonville. The Bills should be able to beat all oncomers.
1: Yeah. The right – and, 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 and not real quick, just so mm-hmm. you know, in the, the tie-in that Mr. Collins just asked if the, uh, the Bengals' defense can be ran on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. That's what happened. They knew it was coming. JT, you, you alluded to that. They knew it was coming against the Ravens, and the Ravens just did their thing. So I, I anticipate Reggie Gilliam having a, a, a bigger role in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Ravens ran for 155 yards on them
1: Because the Ricard,
0: Ricard was in a lot. Yeah. I, I think that looking at that film, we should really try to utilize Reggie Gilliam more. And we definitely should use double tight end sets um a lot more. Especially, like I said, talking about Trey Henderson talking about Sam Hubbard. You want to be able to slow them down. Because, like I said, nothing against Cam Britt Taylor or Cam Taylor Britt or uh, Eli Apple, but I said it before. Those guys can't cover Stephon Diggs. Neither one of them. Those guys can't cover Gabe Davis. And if you, like you said earlier, if you get the wrong matchup for James Cook or Naim Hines, so do, that's points. Yeah. I don't know. Who are you going to put on Dawson Knox? I mean, Jermaine Pratt, you can't put any of those linebackers on Dawson Knox. That's, they, they got a problem. Yeah. This is a game that Josh is going to have to take everything the defense gives him. Take everything underneath. I, I I think that's the right thing to take everything underneath. Like I said, point gain after gain after gain, keep getting first downs. I think that one of the biggest things that last game we're gonna it's gonna come out of this this uh, almost disastrous Dolphins game is is Ken Dorsey was able to coach his first playoff game. Let let's let's slow down on Dorsey just a little bit, right? That was his first game as an NFL OC at, at the playoffs, I believe. For the most part, for the first most part, he he kind of called he called the great game at the beginning, but then after I think you know we got to be better with smarter with situational football. But he said this week we got to have we got to have call smarter plays. I think he gets. I think he understands that.
1: One thing about him, his background, he's a very smart dude.
0: Mm Hmm. Yes, but we, we can't have the arm arrogance this week. You gotta take everything, and like I said, a functioning running game would be great. It's gonna open the play action. I know we don't do play action much, but at least it'll open up the RPO game. Yep. Okay. So, so what's your thoughts on this, man? Final thoughts of uh, tonight and uh, going to this uh, Bengals Bills game? And he, he, I know I know you like doing your uh, your bold predictions. So uh, bold prediction time: uh, thirty-four to
1: thirty Bills.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, there's not going to be no blowout. These these boys not going to come come and roll over. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty-four to thirty, Bills. I think Demar Hamlin will be in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're going to find their success running the ball a little bit at first. That's what the Bengals are going to do. Bills going to stop it, and we're going we're going to be we have a successful day. They they go they're going to come out punching. So people don't panic with the negative ass comments. I'm so sick of this negative fans, like, ugh, makes my skin crawl. But um they gonna come out punching, man. These this is these are two of the best teams in recent history in the NFL. They're gonna both come punching each other. The Bengals gonna make big plays. It
0: happens. So
1: that's what it is. Build one.
0: I I hope so. Um I'm gonna go. uh, Hmm. It's I mean hell, this game. You look at both of these teams. It's easy, like man, this game gonna be 55 to 48. But no, realistically, uh, I'm gonna go 38 to. I'm gonna go 38, 31 bills here. Actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna go 38, 27. I think they do win by double digits in this one. I think they get a touchdown late and and maybe a turnover at the Bengals, and, and that's how it ends. But I think this is a very winnable game and the fact that their office line is named up. Listen, Greg Russo, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, and Oliver, you guys are all high picks. Yep. You gotta show up. You gotta show up. Like I said, if you can't show up for this game, possibly with backup linemen, then what in the hell did you learn from Von Miller all summer?
1: No, forget that. Why were you picked so high? Forget Von Miller. Yeah. You're talking about first and second round picks. You got to come with it.
0: It's now or never. Especially Ed Oliver. Joe Burrow struggles with pressure up the A-gap. Anything from inside pressure, Ed, this is your game. If we need you for one game, this is it right here. And guess what? You got a guy who won't be able to get away from you. This is it. We need that cowboy to ride him, cowboy, whatever he got to do. I love the way he gets down in the stands and he bucks his leg. If you never seen it like a horse? We need all that this game. You want to set yourself up for a payday, whether it's here in Buffalo or not? This is right here. You got the national stage. That Miami game had 39.9 million viewers. You wanna play on the big stage, Ed? This is it right here. This gang gonna have about 48 million, maybe 50 million viewers. You wait and see because the whole country tuned into this. This Absolutely. is big time. This is big time football. All the greats gonna be there. Thurman, Andre, Jim, Bruce, all them boys gonna be there. This is big time football. This is what everybody's been waiting for. This is what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean promised us. They promised us big-time football on a big stage right here at home in Buffalo and down on the road. And we finally got it right here. This is it. Everybody got to show up. There ain't no excuses. Come out and whoop they ass. That's it. Who they? Whoop they ass. That's who they is. That's it. Game over. It's done. No excuses. Let's get it done. Absolutely.
1: That's it. Any final thoughts? Let's take care of business. The Bills Mafia that's going, come up, show up, and show out. Make sure it's loud. Make sure it's turned all the way up. And be safe. Yes. <laughs>
0: Please. <laughs> Who they? These nuts? Yo, you stupid. <laughs> I, know what he said. I know, I know. You funny, man. That's great. But no, man. And, and make sure when you tailgate, turn the grills off somebody car caught on fire out there last week at the uh, at the stadium. Turn the y'all y'all we are better tell now. Turn the damn grills off. <laughs> but and I agree with my Boger. Yes, Edmund's got to hit someone crossing that middle. Set the tone. Absolutely. First person get so first person cross the middle. listen. knock him the hell out don't kill him knock them the hell out that's it be physical be as physical as they were and don't forget that hayden hurst gave teron johnson that concussion and trey henderson brought his leg up and tried to kick you know josh allen and in the man parts okay let's not forget that let's play physical um other than that play physical play clean let's get this done man thank everybody for tuning in tonight it was a great show and I will see you guys next Tuesday as we getting ready to uh, either play the Jacksonville Jaguars here in Buffalo or heading to Atlanta. I will see you then. Down. A-town down. Catch you later. All right. Go Bills. Go Bills.